0: This is Reflections of the Lighthouse, a podcast sharing the hope of the gospel for those struggling with life-altering addictions. If you'd like more information about the Lighthouse and the services they provide, visit BiblicalLifeRecoveryCenter.com. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Bauer and Dwayne Maudlin. Welcome to Reflections of the Lighthouse. Before we begin, I want to make an announcement about an upcoming poverty summit that we're hosting here at the Lighthouse. It is going to be on April 18th. At six o'clock, it's a two hour event. It's a free event. We're also going to have CEUs for anyone needing continuing education credits. But we're excited about partnering with our friends at Shepherd's Community Center out of Indianapolis, where they're going to bring up a team to talk about poverty and how to deal with poverty in our community. And then we're going to be able to share about how the Lighthouse is addressing some poverty issues like food insecurity and addiction and things like that. So join us, please, for April 18th. Mark your calendar for this free event. And we will see you there. Joining me today on the podcast is pa- Pastor Dwayne Modlin, and we're going to talk about a five-letter
1: word. Oh, man. Five-letter word called pride. Whew. Something I think we all struggle with. Some more than others. True,
0: Brandon, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so C.S. Lewis said, pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We deal with vices here at the Lighthouse. Yep. Specifically, addiction, but we deal with pornography and and um, communication and and verbal abuse and any form of addiction that there is. Um, we call those things sin. Yeah. So pride leads to every other sin.
1: Yeah, and pride really is the whole idea is trying to do life without God. Um, saying that you are smart enough, big enough, and able enough to do life without God,
0: some would say that pride was the original sin. Yes, absolutely. So Adam and Eve looked at looked at what God said, "Don't do," and thought, "I want to be like God." And
1: yeah, uh, it, 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 there's a simultaneous fall in the garden with Satan mm-hmm. and Adam and Eve. And Satan is tempting them with the same thing that he is actually doing in the moment, trying to do life without God. What the enemy offers them is to say, you know, I know God said this, but you don't really need God to get knowledge. You can bypass God and do life without God. You can actually be your own God is what he offers Adam and Eve. And that's
0: echoed in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, where the the writer says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall.
1: Yeah, and the idea of destruction there is the idea of death. And God says, the moment you shall eat of this tree, you shall surely die. Well, what kind of death did they experience? It wasn't physical death in the moment. It was a spiritual death. They were spiritually separated from God, who is life itself. So they experience death and destruction in their life by doing life without God. So, so
0: we would both agree that pride is a choice. Yes. And pride is a choice. Uh, we choose to sin when we're prideful. Yes. Yes. Now, pride manifests itself in, in one of two ways. Number one is unbelief in God, his promises, his commands, and his character. And the mm-hmm. second is putting oneself before God and others. So yeah.
1: let's talk through that a little bit. I think they're connected. Um, unbelief in God. Um, if if you're not believing God, if you're not trusting his promises, if you're not trusting his commands, his character, you're going to trust something. Our hearts are wired to worship and to trust something. If it's not the God of the Bible, then we'll create our own God or we'll become our own God, uh, i.e. pride, right? So there's a community member
0: um, that runs another addiction program in town. And she said to me recently, you know, I, I grew up in the church and I've read the Bible and I don't believe in your God. I've created my own God and I'm a very spiritual person.
1: Well, if you've created your own God, you, the God you've created is you. And, and her
0: her God is recovery, is helping other people, it's all that feel good stuff. Yeah. Without having to be accountable. Accountable to the God of the universe.
1: Yeah, and, and oh, e- even as those who do trust Christ, those who do believe in Christ, we struggle with this as well. Of. Here's an issue we're struggling with. Here's a sin we're struggling with, and I don't want to deal with that sin. So what I'm going to do is cover that sin and act like God doesn't care about that sin, Mm -hmm. and that's Pride. pride. So
0: pride is delighting in ourselves. Our primary source of delight should be in God. Yes. What does it mean to delight in God?
1: Wow. That's a big one, right? Yeah, it is. Um, I think we find our joy, our fulfillment, our um, very being and existence gets wrapped up in who God is. Because I was created to bear his image and be in his likeness. And, of course, sin marred that image and that likeness. Um, And and as I begin to delight in God, I I want you to think about it this way, Brandon. You're going to become like what you worship. Mm -hmm. You're going to look like what you worship. Correct? Yes. Because that's what you love. And you want to look like what you love. And as we delight in God, we love him. We're adoring him. We're delighting in him. We're celebrating him. Guess who we begin to look like, Brandon? God. The God of the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Jesus, right? We begin to bear His image, and I think that's what really combats pride. So I'm working with a young man now who's struggling deeply
0: with pornography, and one of the things we're talking about is when you, when you're pursuing that, you are saying that God is not enough, enough. for you. Yes, and while He understands the concept. I don't think God is that important to him. Yeah. And, you know, I'm dealing with someone who's struggling with online video gaming right now. And not not that it's wrong to play video games, but this is obsessive. If it's consuming, Yeah, this is obsessive. And I said, you're replacing your satisfaction in Christ with these video games. Yeah. We could expand that out to eating to gossip to sex you know, to yeah. It could, uh, sin is rooted in this concept that
1: I need to find enjoyment in other places than God. And this is why I think Jesus says something so radical. If you love anyone or anything more than me, you cannot be my disciple. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think the reason Jesus, and it sounds radical to our culture, right? That Jesus would say, um, Hey, if you love anybody more than me, uh, you you can't follow me. That, that sounds a little wackadoodle to our, our culture. But I think what Jesus is trying to get across here is that if I love anything more than him, if I give my heart to anything more than him, then when it comes down to it, when he asks me to do something that conflicts with that thing or person, I'm going to choose that thing or that person over God. And again, what is that? Pride.
0: Pride. I think you just created a new trend with the term wackadoodle. <laughs> so so I, th- I think it's, it's going ca- to catch on here. You've
1: never heard of the wackadoodle game? No.
0: Moving on. Um Man. 1 Timothy 6:17 the last half of that verse says this For those who put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Yeah. Now we're not talking about sin. But we're talking about how God has created us mm-hmm. for enjoyment that God has created this world
1: for our enjoyment. When he is the focus. I think the Westminster Divines got it right Um, in their um, smaller catechism when they asked the question, um, what is the purpose of man? Why are we here? It is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And I don't think we find true satisfaction in life unless we are enjoying God. Jesus said, I came to give life and life to the fullest. fullest. Yep. We were created that way. Adam yeah. and
0: Eve were created in in, in perfection to worship yeah. and walk and talk and have this relationship with God.
1: And then they were deceived to believe, hey, you know what? God's holding back from you. So you don't need to follow him. You can follow yourself. And at that moment, man was defiled. Yep. And
0: sin entered into the world and puts, and has progressed even until this day. Yeah. Satan's approach is the same today as it is back then, as it was back then. He raises questions about God's commands.
1: Yeah. He's the adversary. That's what the, 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 um, title Satan means is adversary. Uh, he, he's, the devil he's an accuser he's a deceiver this is what he does and because of our hearts being being marred by sin it is easier now for him to deceive to trick us to slander us to accuse us and to be our adversary yeah. and and
0: sin doesn't just boom happen it it creeps in. Yeah, it's an enticement towards something other than God. It begins to raise questions about God's command. It begins. We begin to think about lies that 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 life would be better without God. Um, and then all of a sudden we're we're deep into sin. Yep. And w- how how did we get here? It's because of that creeping
1: of those lies. One compromise after another. Little compromise. Sometimes we think it's the big compromises that get us, but the big compromise only happens because we've made those little compromises and believe the lies of the enemy and then trusted our own way um, rather than God's way.
0: Right. And we start to minimize then the consequences. You know, addiction never starts as devastating. No, It starts as fun, the party, the Um, I drink because I can talk to girls better that way. Mm -hmm. Um, It it starts fun, but it always
1: ends up in destruction. Well, I think the scriptures even tell us this, that there is fun for a season in our sin. And Satan points out those benefits of sin. Yeah, without showing the end result of the sin. Yep.
0: Um, And through that, he promotes our self-interest, our self-gratification, and our self-exaltation. And what's left out when he does that? God. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the sin results are the same today as they were back with Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. The end result is destruction, separation from God.
1: Yeah. Um, separation from God being separation from life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think John in his writings really point this out, that life is found in Christ, God in human flesh, and life can, true life can never be found anywhere else. So if only life can be found in God, anywhere else you look other than God leads you to death.
0: Absolutely. I want to look at Mark chapter 7, starting in verse 21. It says this, For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. So everything like fornication, theft, murder, adultery, wickedness, deceit, envy, slander, pride, folly, murder, all of these things come from within and they defile
1: a person. I love this story because the story sets up. Where the Pharisees coming to Jesus, and they're complaining that Jesus' disciples did not ceremonially wash their hands, they were looking at what the external mm-hmm. and thinking it was the external things that made you righteous or unrighteous um, and Jesus goes, no it's it's your heart." that leads to righteousness or unrighteousness here. It's, it's what in, what's in your heart. And by the way, all human hearts are wicked above all things without Christ. So I'm reading a book. It's called Counsel from the Cross with Elisa
0: Fitzpatrick. It's fantastic. She says in this mm-hmm. book, and, I, and I'm quoting her without seeing, seeing it on the pages, but we are more desperate than we could ever imagine. Desperately wicked.
1: Yeah. But we are so desperately loved beyond our comprehension as well. Yeah. And that idea comes from a guy named Newton, John Newton. Yep. So so if you've not read Newton or
0: this book by Elise yeah. Fitzpatrick, I would highly recommend that. But I'm so glad that Jesus set that straight with those Pharisees because now we don't have to deal with that anymore. People people looking down on others or oh, yeah. walking right? into church and being shunned or it's it's all fixed,
1: right? I, I, I wish. Mm. Uh, but it will be one day. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Uh, Christ will return and all of those things will be dealt with. I remember when I was first coming out of my addiction and uh, struggling, um, I'd do good for a while and then I'd relapse, do good for a while and then I'd relapse. And I remember going in churches and hearing the snickers of, of people and the whispers of, of people and the eyes being cut at you and and, and those things it still happens today but it doesn't change god's goodness no Uh, man's pride does not change god's goodness here's the issue they thought they were better than me Mm. but here's the issue we're not better than anybody else because we're all in the same condition and we're all in desperate need of god's grace and mercy and love Uh, And he freely offers it to all who would come to his son. Pride
0: is putting ourselves before God and before others. It is enthroning ourself in the center of our life that that place only belongs to God. Yes. In reality, because of our sin, we deserve hell.
1: But... God, Yes. But God. I think we can't leave that out, Brandon. Uh, yes, we all deserve hell. But God sent forth his son to be a propitiation for our sins, to die in our place. the The, the highest being in the universe humbled himself and became like me, who wanted to elevate himself above him. And he came and served us, but God, who was rich in mercy.
0: I think when we really understand what we deserve and really understand what we've been saved from, yes, it's going to make a difference. It does. We see guys come through our program here, and they hear, but they don't understand. Yeah, And they go back out full of their selfish, prideful ways. Yep. And we just saw one this last week. They got arrested again. I... I I texted you about yep. it, but but when someone truly understands, we got a guy right now that just weeps at the gospel every time I share the gospel. He with truly him. understands that he he deserves to burn in hell for all eternity and yep. torment. But but God, that that's the work that we're doing. Yeah. While we love these other guys that come and go. Yeah. We are doing this gospel-centered work with these these men that get it. We're so excited to walk yeah. side by side as they're pursuing Christ, as they're changing from their old wicked ways. And like you said, addiction is no different than anything else. No. Our sin and their sin—
1: are the same before a holy oh, God. God. Yeah, th- this is what I tell the guys. I said, when you go to church, I want you to keep this in mind. The person sitting next to you may not struggle with chemical addictions. They might not struggle with alcohol. They may not struggle with pornography. They may not struggle with sexual sin, but they struggle with sin. And every Christian is in recovery. Yes. Recovery from sin.
0: It's an amazing thought. I want to close with this thought. The more we realize what or who controls us, that is Lord of our life. Amen. So what is controlling us? What is controlling me? What is controlling you? What is controlling the listener, whether it's here in Fort Wayne or across, across the world in Africa, what is controlling our life and whatever that is,
1: that is Lord of our life. Yeah. And, there's hope behind that, though. Once you pinpoint that, you can take that to the Lord and repent. And the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. It's a promise. It's a promise. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, we all struggle with pride. We all struggle with the, this idea of idols. Uh, John Calvin said it so well, I think, that the human heart is a factory of idols. We can make an idol about out of anything. I want to challenge our listeners that that if you
0: don't know the Savior who can radically change your life, please reach out to us Mm -hmm. by visiting our website at BiblicalLifeRecoveryCenter.com or give us a phone call at 260-255-6413 or visit one of our social media pages, or we would love for you to show up to things like our Poverty Summit where you can meet and interact with us and have private conversations. We want to connect with you. We want you to understand the deep, deep love of Jesus that, that radically changes our life. Amen. This is Reflections of the Lighthouse. Thank you so much for listening. God bless.